Brooke, as Darian is hugging you, I think you do feel the thing in your head is starting to realize it may need a different host. Oh, no. Hawk says, come in. I'm just going to let it in because I don't want Darren to have it. Oh, gosh. Shit. That's good. That's good play. Good play. I was also meaning in the fact that it realizes that the body it's currently in, but, um, roll to manipulate someone. Oh, that's fun. Oh, it's a 12 because I got luck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) The voice in your head's like, yeah, be together, do more, and then when this body's gone, I can move on, so... Oh. Everyone watches as the darkness starts swirling and funneling into Hawk. And for a second, Darren, you might think that, oh shit, it worked, and then you realize it's not going into you. Well, shit. Oh. But Hawk is still there. You can see in the eyes, Hawk is still there. And he, with whatever voice he has, he growls at the two. Darren and Roz, and just get out of here, you dumbasses. And it's Hawk's voice. Hawk is definitely still there. Yeah. Yeah, Hawk is definitely still there. What were you saying, Bart? I was gonna ask, when you say that all of it kind of funnels into Hawk, does that mean all of the one from the creature that was nunchucked and ran away, too? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay, so the nunchuck creature, sorry, creature that was nunchucked is like drained now. And it's all going into Hawk. Cool. Yeah, and I think what was, whatever was left of the scientist's body just kind of dissolves. Oh, gross. Oh. Okay. That just got things real shitty real quick. Yeah. Mm. Would anyone like to roll something to figure out things? Actually, is there a chance? Because earlier I rolled real high. And I only asked one question. Can I use my other two questions? Go for it. I want to combine the two questions into one. Okay. I want to know how to hurt it, how to kill it without hurting Hawk. I realize that's a lot to ask and I might not get all the information, but Roz is trying to see how to separate them again and is also crying. Mm-hmm. So, this thing reads and it feels like it's a, some kind of a parasite. Like it's trying to stay in this world, but it needs something to be in. It feels like it's trying to latch on to Hawk, but Hawk hasn't accepted it fully. So, if you can find. I don't think you think you have a way to get it out of him, but if someone can find a way to cast it out of him then if it doesn't have a host, it'll hopefully go away. I think we want a little more than just go away. I think we want it to die. Like, I think we want to end it. Mm. Parasite without a host that's trying to not be pulled back to wherever it came from. If it loses that foothold. If we pull it out now and it's not weak enough, it'll just try to possess one of us over and over again. We have to weaken it and then pull it out, so whatever's pulling it back will pull it back into its own dimension. But now, weakening it is going to weaken Hawk. And so, I think 
at this point, Roz is taking, as because Roz had walked up to them and was in that little triangle of people. And at this point, when all of that starts to go down, Roz is backing away because she doesn't know what's going to happen. And so I think Roz has backed away in the direction of Bart and Annabelle, whichever direction they were, and says, we need to get out of his body. Like, I, it's a parasite. Hawk is still in there. If we do it fast enough, it's not going to consume Hawk in the process. There's also, you don't know how long former scientist was exposed to that parasite. Exactly. Yeah, there's, we, we have a lot of variables, but the quicker we can get it out of Hawk, but we also need to, this is hard. Oh, I have a plan. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, do it. If the problem is we don't want to hurt Hawk's old man body, then we can get around this pretty simply if I can get us to go inside of Hawk's psyche where we can fight the parasite one-on-one with our ghosts. What the fuck did you just say? What? That's the ability you've been holding on to? <laughs> you literally this whole goddamn time? No, I'm just thinking it really cool if we could do that. Are we going to psychonauts this You don't actually know if we... So here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. I can either... Like, I'm looking at what magic can do in this game. And this could be a big magic thing, in which case, like, I would be willing to fully pull out all the stops and do everything for it. But another thing we could do is summon a monster into the world. There's two ways we could go. We could run in there, ghost jump into Hawk's brain. I was thinking that, like, Vehigante could help with that. Or I could draw out the... The parasite itself completely in, like to physically be in our realm so that we could beat the shit out of it and it would be mm. outside of Hawk which both of those carry immense amounts of risk so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm I this is an out of because like in the middle of the fight we don't really have time to discuss mm-hmm. but I'm down for either idea if our, if our GM is willing to facilitate it mm-hmm. which one of those sounds more interesting to you all I mind ghost fighting Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the mind ghost fighting. Super excited about that. However, I feel like the nightmares that could possibly happen are going to be tripled in Hawk's old grumpy man ring. Yeah. <laughs> because that's probably a scary place. He done seen some shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The way I look at it is those two options are a lot better than the very weak ones I have. So. And I think all I think all the other all of the other people here aside from you Bart are very physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think you might be the only person who could extract or mm-hmm. insert or do whatever. So whatever you think is best. Huh. I want to say that there's probably something Roz can do to assist with this. I did not take cast out evil, and I think I only have one more failed check until I level up and could take cast out evil, but I don't Just have it. Investigating, investigating all the mysteries real quick. And then <laughs> there's so many mysteries everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Who killed JFK? Oh my God. Look, I'm just saying JFK's head just did that. It just, it just did that. Oh my God. Oh my God. We also do potentially have real kitty that I could try to summon and talk to. I don't know what that would do if real kitty can jump between realities mm-hmm. could we not use real kitty to jump into the brain space 
Real Kitty has not entered the clearing. It is yeah. staying away from this Man. thing. It does not like the thing coming in between. <laughs> what good are you for? Damn cat. <laughs> While y'all decide which one you want to do, my question is, Hawk, this thing is inside you, but you can still feel yourself. Like, it's there, but you are still yourself. What are you doing? Alright, so... Hawk feels like there are just snakes in his veins. They're just sort of masses just sort of swimming through his tissues. And he is aware of his mortality. And he is aware that these other folks are all risking their lives to be here. And he would much rather see them all go away so they don't get hurt and he has this idea in his head that he's got one great battle left in him and that uh that, that perhaps he could beat this thing on his own but he just he wants he wants darren and Roz to get away he wants bart and annabelle to go away too but darren and Roz are like you know family and so he's very keen on them getting the f out before any other dark stuff happens. As you're thinking about this, the voice in the head is saying, you don't need them. You don't need them. It's arguing against it. You can tell it's hungry. It wants to consume everything. It's not used to reality, but it wants to consume it all, but it's it's not taking over you yet. You are fighting against it. You can, you can hear Hawk sort of muttering, you can't have them, you can't have them, you can't have them. But that's about all he can manage to do right now. The way I see this is this psychological, spiritual struggle is such that his weakened body is not going to be able to, he's not gonna be able to chew bubble gum and walk at the same time with this. Like this is, this is all in his mind and it's everything he can do to stay on his feet. And if he needs to move, it's going to be after some of his voice action stops, like, overlapping because he can't make his body do the things that he wants it to do. Either way, you know this thing being a hawk, because y'all can tell he's... it needs to be gone. It's not good for him. So it might make more sense to try and pull it out and then yeah. smack it down. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I can bring it out. And it'll take up physical space, so it's probably going to be scarier because it's going to have its full form. It's not going to need a, ha- a host. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can hurt it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt Hawk. Also, everyone might want to back away from Hawk a bit because he's being crowded. When Hawk hears you say that y'all could maybe take it out and fight it, this is the best thing that he could possibly hear because he's accepted this really dark fate for himself and he doesn't regret it but if he can escape it that would be fantastic so he hears this and you're explaining it and Bart's explaining it and and Hawk is just like waving him on he's like come on Merlin let's get this over with let's go yeah also Hawk this way you can be sure that yes you don't know what'll happen if you die when they're controlling you yeah you want it want it gone yeah. Alright. I'm gonna roll plus weird, and then I get an extra plus one because I am either summoning or banishing something. 
that's a little, little level up thingy I got. And Bart nice. takes the hand with the red, one of the hands with the red circle clay and grabs Hawk's forehead. And there's like a tugging motion as it's just full on smoke is leaving the eyes and the mouth. And it's just like all pulling out as Bart is basically channeling the creature. You know, when you create a circuit, the hand is starting the circuit. And then the other open hand with the palm out is just channeling the creature outside. And I rolled a nine plus three. So that's a 12. So it works without any negative consequences to my body besides me having to channel a horrible unreality thing through my bones. It does not feel great. It doesn't do any damage, but it doesn't feel great at all. Cause like every cell in your body is just like, no, this this shouldn't be. This does not belong. Well, my whole body's a funny bone right now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> it goes away faster than when you hit your phony bone, but also if you can feel big, it's like, oh. But it works. Yeah, with a final incantation. And just like let it all out. Holy shit, Bart! Hawk, you are free. But also, I don't think you're gonna be able to do much. It took a lot out of you. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was my turn to summon it, so the rest of you all have to bring the fight. Alright. I imagine Hawk just kind of slowly drops to the ground and just sits. Yeah, Hawk's on his knees, just kind of like sitting back on his feet, and his arms are just his arms are just down at his side. He's broken, and so like that's kind of where you see him right now. I think Darren turns his back to Hawk, now facing the Void Beast, and his, with his friends, and he pulls out his hockey stick. That's all he has now, and he says, "Welcome back, old man." Also. Don't ever keep a secret like that again. And he is going to swing as hard as he can on this void beast with his hockey stick, which has reach? No, what is it? Oh, it's it's messy, apparently. I don't know what that means. It means when you hit something with a hockey stick, it leaves a mess. This is not a clean hit. So yeah, well, it kicks a mess. That is no joke. Double sixes. Let's go! Bam! Two harm. You both literally and metaphorically saved all of your luck. Yeah. It shudders as you just smack it with a stick, and you can see, like, wisps of it are starting to fall off and go away, but it's still there. Alright, you piece of shit. Welcome to reality. Now get the fuck out of here. You got a 12 plus, <laughs> so what is your extra oh. effect? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's extra harm, double harm, or, or move it. So for kick-ass, it's give everyone a plus one, mm-hmm. suffer no harm from when they attack you back, double your damage, or make it leave. But we want, need to kill this thing. We can't we make it leave. Here, yeah. I want everyone to have plus one moving forward. So like flavor-wise, like he hits it, brings it a little lower, mm-hmm. a little more advantageous position. Yeah. It's like an amorphous blob of smoke. Mm. That just, it's still, you're getting that this does not belong here vibe. Mm. Does it hurt me? I think it's disorientated from 
be yanked out of its host. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's quite... It's trying to maintain its foothold. Love it. Alright, I'd like to roll to kick some ass. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, that's what I was about to say. Ross is about to do something real stupid. Ross is also going to kick some ass. Hell yeah. Y'all can kick both kick its ass at the same time. Give me the rolls. I'm real scared, though, because I have negative tuft, and... You have a lot of luck. I do, but hey. also, if the dice... Here's the thing. If the dice want to tell a story, for Raz's first actual attack, it's going to tell a fucking story. Because <laughs> I have a big old magic butcher knife, and I'm running up on that thing. Do we still have the plus one forward from Bart's first attack with the fire? Have you attacked since then? I hadn't used anything. Yeah, Yeah, so if you haven't used it, then yeah, you still have it, I think. Okay. So then technically we have a plus two? Yeah? I think you can use them both. Yeah, you can use them both at once, but then they go away. Or you can save them. That's fine, because I rolled a six, but I have a minus one. (laughs) So we're bringing it back up to a seven. Hell yeah. With my plus twos which means that I don't die. On a seven plus, you inflict harm on each other. So Roz is taking her butcher knife, her plus two magic butcher knife, and is just attempting to slash at the shadows, full sprint towards it. And you said it does how much harm? Two. Okay, so you're able to carve a slice of it off, but then there's another little tendril that's gonna like come out and jab at your side. It doesn't puncture anything, but it's gonna raise. So you take one harm. Mm. Okay, so I rolled an eight. I have plus two and plus two extra. So that's a 12, right? I didn't do my math wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how math works. Mm -hmm. All right, 12 plus. This thing just tried to possess my friend. I'm doing double harm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So okay. So how much harm is that? So my weapon is three harm, and it's also a weakness. I don't remember how what weakness does in here. Hang on. Eight? Let me. Eight harm. I don't know what weakness does, but it is always weak against my weapon or my body. <laughs> oh no. My body is my weapon. It could be. I have plus two hand combat with Smite. <laughs> you can literally throw these hands. I could Ooh. literally throw hands. And catch him. Catch these hands. <sighs> yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, I'm not finding anything on what weakness does, but I do... I'm gonna say with that hit, this thing loses its hold. Does it do some harm as it leaves to me? It's gonna try to, but it's, I think the most it'll be able to get off is one harm. So it flings some handful of rocks at you, just like grabbing onto and throwing something and your wings block it and it just, it doesn't fade. It's kind of hard to describe what it does because I don't think your brains can process as it slips back into its reality, but it just disappears and that feeling of dread and something wrong goes away as y'all stand there for a second, Darren, you feel 
with the cat pressing up against the back of your legs. Oh, now you show up, you little scaredy cat. And I think it's gonna prance over to Hawk and start rubbing up against him. How's Hawk doing? Hawk pets the cat on the head a little bit. And then decides that he's too old to change anything now. And so he, he like, hisses at him. Go on and get. Go on and get. Go on and get. The cat just sits on your lap and doesn't move. Annabelle's gonna run up to Hawk. She's gonna, like, take his face and she's gonna just, like, rapid fire. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I help? And he looks up at her just kind of half confused and goes, Oh, goddamn. You're an angel, ain't you? Not an angel. <laughs> she knows Jesus. Nope. Y'all just a heads up. Hawk looks terrible. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it'll do anything, but I'm going to try and use lay on hands. Okay, because I was about to hit him. Remind me again, how, how does the lay on hands thing work? Okay, lay on hands. Your touch can heal injury or disease. When you lay your hands on someone hurt, roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, heal two harm or an illness, plus they're stabilized. On a seven to nine, you can heal the harm or illness as on a 10 plus, but you take it into yourself. On a miss, you cause them extra harm. All right, give me the roll. Okay. I mean, use luck. Yeah. <laughs> Immediate 12 for luck. With that, Hawk, you are feeling better. All of your disease is not gone, but it, it definitely repairs the damage that thing did to you. But I, I don't think they on hand. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's very, it's very obtusely worded. Yeah, it, like it says disease, but then it says illness. It says both disease and illness in the description. I think that has to be a GM decision. Yeah. Greater restoration mm -hmm. technically would cure lycanthropy, so it's just a GM discretion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to say the degenerative disease is still there. And the possession definitely didn't help with that, but some of the other damage that was caused by it is healed. So he's still not doing great, but he doesn't look like he's about to keel over, but you might want to get him to the hospital. Is Hawk actually going to let that happen? No, no, because here's y'all, I just realized something. I mean, Hawk would just be pissed at the world at this point. Mm -hmm. He was going to make this big sacrifice to make his life worth something. He didn't get to do that. He couldn't go out fighting this thing. Now he's just going to have to die a sick old man in his bed. I tried. And, I'm sorry. And, you know, I feel like anything else, Hog is just disappointed. I know that's dark, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I really am. I just... No, no, no. Oh, no. But you're not voicing this, so our characters can't react. Right. Roz, Roz would have a reaction, but you're not voicing this. Roz has a big old reaction to that. All right. What is everybody doing? Now that Hawk is looking better, but still not great. Okay, so was that was that it? 
Like, do we just... The cat is purring really loud. I... I don't know. I, I think so. Are we big shiny heroes? I don't know about that, but... I mean... Darren, let me have my fantasy. Hawk looks up and he shakes his head and he goes, Yep, big shiny heroes. <laughs> in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the <clears throat> night. That was amazing, y'all. I, honestly, the, y'all, y'all are, y'all are amazing. That is that. I mean, we just shoved something back into a in between reality. That which this morning we didn't know there was multiple realities. Did not know that was a thing. But cool. Do we have to go like report to someone or? You have a phone number. Somebody was paying us for this. Yeah, Doctor Whaley was paying you. You have the phone number for people at Multi that you can text. But also, I think you're all just exhausted. We're gonna get paid normal money for this insanity. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get paid like two hundred bucks for solving this murder, and it's way more than a murder now. It was never a murder. No one was ever killed. Well, that oh, scientist right. just died. That scientist is very dead. Yeah. You were not being paid to solve a murder, though. No, we were being paid to figure out what caused the attack on that woman. Yeah. Yeah. And you did, and it was horrifying. How do we explain it? Hey, man, you know, there's like multiple realities and then the fucking ghosts, you know? It was a really weird bear that it was it's dealt with, and see, it's fine. Nothing ever happened again. Yeah, you know what? We did solve the weird bear problem. We've solved your weird bear puzzle. <laughs> yes. So now that there's been a little while, Annabelle's still like leaning down next to Hawk, but now she's gonna take him by the shoulders and she's gonna like shake him very lightly and she's gonna go, The hell were you thinking? Yeah, that's that's where Darren was at. <laughs> Hawk shakes from the from her shaking him. He looks up and he says, I was thinking that and he just trails off yes and looks back at the ground and keeps petting the cat not that easily hawk what were you thinking darren's watching very closely well you saw there was something inside me yes that fool over there nods his head towards darren was gonna try to take it for himself. You're a youngin' boy. I was gonna, I was gonna maybe, well hell, I was gonna take it all, and that way I'd have done something, I'd have done something good in this world. Darren throws the hockey stick down and walks away very angrily. Reality follows after you so you don't get lost in the woods again. Necessary. Annabelle, like, sits back on her heels, and you hear a string of words from her that do not sound like any human language. Roz will remember that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Above the table, it means a curse on self-sacrificial fools. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Very good. 
Did you actually curse him? Is he cursed? No, I don't have that ability. Did you get him? Did you get him real good? Get him? One more failure! One more failure! Come on, we can do this! Do it! Still get him! Hey, Miss Animate, what's that weird mushroom by your feet? Maybe you should investigate Maybe you should investigate a mystery! There's a lot of mysteries that still have to be solved! Roz, after the string of words, because Roz was also watching Hawk. Roz does that real quick bird flittering movement. That's alien talk. Okay, never mind. Can't can't deal with that right now. And says to Hawk, the good you do in this world is passing on your your guidance and your your knowledge to us. And you've you've been doing good in the world with Darren. Don't you fucking think we were gonna let you leave just yet? You hear from the distance. Language! <laughs> oh, that's good. Amazing. Animal stands up, and because she could hear Darren, she yells, You are both so dumb! <laughs> both of you! Roz goes, humans, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, why not? You both still have people that care about you, and here you're trying to fling yourself off into whatever danger you can possibly find? Stupid! You know, Annabelle, I think a great punishment would be to make him go to the hospital. <laughs> I think you're exactly right don't want to fucking do it, you're going to do it. You could teleport him to the hospital. Get fucked. Hawk realizes that he's fucked. There's no winning this. There's no winning this. There's, I mean, he doesn't see the wings and what she can do. And he knows that, you know, Roz is persistent. So, like, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be easy. So, he starts to stand and he grabs the, the hockey stick off the ground and uses it to help him like push himself all the way back up. He hollers out in the in Darren's direction. Thanks, boy. You should come get your hockey stick, though. I actually don't think Darren responds. I think he just keeps keeps moving away. Back to the truck, to the van, to whatever. All right. Meet you at the hospital, you sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how you're leaving him there walking back to the van by yourself with the cat. Mm. I think after all, like, we're like, hey, my cat, like, paw you and meow because he wants to make sure the others get back, too. Well, you you gotta take care of them. I got got some stuff I gotta do, but we're going to the hospital. I know Roz, I know Miss Annabelle, we're going to the hospital. I'll meet them all there. I know all Hawk's aliases, so I'll know where, I'll know which room he's in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got him on a list, like one of them little like spiral <laughs> notebooks that like yeah. flip over. Oh, is uh, is Steven Johnson here? Nope. Eric Johnson Derringer. Steve- John Stevenson. John Stevenson. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah, that's Steve Johnston. All right. Steve Johnston. Beautiful. All right, so I'll just fast forward. Y'all are able to take him back to the hospital, and he's still pretty sick. It's not great. But I think he's still got some time left, as much as he's very irritated by that. And then, over the next couple weeks, things go back to as normal as they can. 
There are no more weird creatures attacking. Things are quiet at the lab. No one says anything about the missing scientist or any of the weird stuff that was going on. And you get the feeling that danger might be over. You did get confirmation that the anomaly did disappear. As far as I can tell, everything from that is gone. You'll have more time to process the information. I don't think Joshua is able to do a video call with anyone else just because communication between realities is not easy to line up. This is also why he really needed to talk to Darren then. Yeah, things just kind of go back to a normal and it's time for the epilogue. How long is Hawk in the hospital for? I'll say probably like for a couple of days, maybe a week at most before. Don't think he will stay any longer than absolutely necessary. Mm Well then, if you'll permit me, I have one scene, and I apologize, I realize this might ruin some of your epilogue shit, but... Go for it. I feel like the entire time Hawk is in the hospital, Darren does not show up. And he's, like, you just that the, there's silence between Hawk and Darren. And then Hawk's probably out of his place, I would imagine, his hideout. And then you get, like, a knock on the door, and you open it up and you see Darren standing there, but he's wearing... Not wearing his Waffle House gear anymore. You see him with, I guess it would be like the equivalent of like a security, like a janitor or a security guard uniform for like the compound. And it'd be like, okay, a couple things. This was a wild couple weeks. Couple of days. A couple of days. This was a wild couple of days. Found out there's other realities. I found out that there's a lot more to life than just trying to leave this goddamn town. And thinking of that, you made me realize, Hawk, that it's not always looking looking to the future, trying to make this new shit happen. It's sometimes it's you, you sometimes you're where you're supposed to be. There's other realities that were saying it, you were saying it, you were giving me work, you were giving me all this stuff, and so I'm here now. I'm not leaving. Um I'm gonna try to make a difference right here. The whole time he's been shiftily looking around, not looking at Hawk, and then he looks at Hawk and he says, and this might sound crazy, but it's not because of the other realities. It's because of you, man. I saw what you did here. I saw the good, even though a lot of the stuff we did wasn't good. I saw that you you made a difference here, no matter what. You made the, the best of, of a shitty situation. And that's admirable. And that leaves a mark behind. So I just want to say thank you. And then he turns and he starts walking away. Hold up, hold up. Hawk goes back inside and he's gone for like a long time and then he comes back and he's got like this it's a box that was at Christmas time it's like a little metal box that mm-hmm. some bullshit came in and mm-hmm. as he's handing it to you he pops the top off of it and it's just full mm-hmm. of cash and he said most of this is my share you did some good work out there kid I ain't got no use for this Except maybe this. And he peels a few bills off the top. Like too many. Like rudely. And puts them in his pocket. And then puts the lid back down. And hands the, the box to uh, hands the box to Darren. So I'm real proud of you, kid. And I think Darren chuckles a little bit of that. And then like, again, some, pretty un, uncharacteristically goes in for a hug. And he says, oh, hey, uh, 
I seem to remember when we started this, you were going to take us all fishing. <laughs> that never happened. And Hawk, full of bullshit, goes, nope, I don't think I remember that. I don't think, I don't think there was no fishing involved. Shit. And then, you, like, Darren, like, looks and you see his bike that he definitely rode there. And there's, like, two fishing poles, like, attached to the back. Well, shit, I reckon we'll go fishing then, Darren. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, I don't want to force you. Like, if you're busy, it's fine. Like, I can't force job, nobody man. to fish. I mean, I just want to go fishing with you. Well, then. We've been talking about it for a long time. All, all right. All right. First thing in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I work night shift, so I'll just meet you here after my shift. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going to be more more inconvenient. (laughs) The camera zooms out, and we fast forward to the next morning where Hawk is very grumpily fishing with Darren, but let's be real. He's very happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Roz, what is your epilogue? So, previously before this, Roz spent a lot of time indoors. And this was probably a lot more than she had done in a while. And she continues that momentum. And so, while Hawk is in the hospital, she every day walks past the pawn shop and makes sure nobody breaks into it. Not that she could do anything, but she just feels like it's a thing to do. So she does does a lot of going out and doing things and walking and dropping off a mall pretzel at the school for Annabelle and <laughs> just gets out and does that. But it's still Roz because she's got her face in a tablet the whole time. And Roz is taking an interest in multi and has attempting to lure them into hiring her. So she in her spare time is sending them little viruses and having weirdly timed messages pop up on all their phones because she's trying to bait them and lure them to hire her because she's fascinated by this. So she, despite hating multi, she wants to go. She wants to be in it. She wants to get deep in the sauce. And so she's carrying around her tablet because she's constantly sending these little harmless things to just annoy them into hiring her. (laughs) So... I think what happens with that is it does take a while for you to hear back, but you are invited into a meeting and you're taken down to a similar bunker because there was someone who wanted to talk to you. He just had to wait until meeting time. So I think you are brought in because you also have an interest in things and knowledge and things that could be useful. So I think you're brought in and you do get to meet Joshua, who is... Basically, the face of Maltai for this Oak Ridge because there is not a Joshua Michael in this Oak Ridge. So yeah, Raza's epilogue is that that's just now she's she's gonna go work for Maltai, and whether five years down the line she causes its demise because it turns out not to be a great organization, she's you know she's just this is her thing now she wants to she wants to explore this she wants to know more she knows everything she can know about the aliens here <laughs> let's learn about these weird ass aliens everywhere else yeah i take you all to get some of those answers but now you have a new thing to chase down what about bart bart i think in the process of all of this 
has kind of started to realize that maybe not that they're wasting their talents, but they're definitely capable of a lot more than they thought they would. Like, a few weeks ago, they were only doing, like, the basis level, some kind of divination to turn a quick buck with tarot readings, and now Bart is kind of more aware that he can do some really heavy-hitting magic. So he actually talks to his abuela, and she tells him about the person who taught her, and how that person's spirit is probably still in Puerto Rico if Bart wanted to travel back and train with that spirit. So Bart considers it, and, you know, having been given the reward money and everything, is able to basically packs a bag and gets a ticket and leaves everyone some nice letters and is going to leave everyone like a specific tarot card because Bart's going to get a new deck to like represent the transition in life. Darren's going to get the fool. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Roz is going to get probably the tower because Roz is always looking for like the worst possible things and making sure they exist. So like definitely courting disaster. Annabelle's going to get strength. And Hawk is going to get the devil, but, like, there's a little winky face sticker on top of the devil's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect. It. And Bart's going to pack a bag and drift out of town. And maybe maybe he'll come back someday, but he's going to go basically learn from one of the best in a lot of generations and come back with hopefully more magic if they do want to help out Oak Ridge in the future, which they probably will. It's home, away. It's home just, like, Puerto Rico is his family's home. Uh, Oak Ridge is his home. I think that Roz responds by sending a little app to Bart's phone that hacks and gets him free Wi-Fi on the airplane. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you, do you explain like what you're doing to the, to the crew? I think Bart just kind of goes, I'm, this is, woke up a lot for me that I need, realize I need to do and I can't get all of my I need more training in what I do, and I can't just do that here. I need to go to other places to do that. So I'll be back. Then I think at one point, I don't know if it's on the plane, if it's when you're in Puerto Rico, you open your bag and you find uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> in, your, just... in your backpack. And it just says, from Darren, for your studies. Oh my god. Bart looks at it with, like, complete disappointment. <laughs> Are you really so Oh, that's so good. It wasn't even a Crowley. It was it was a Rowling. That sucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and Bart's like, oh, this, this so... Darren, really, you, you try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for the record, they bought it at the used bookstore, so... Oh, yeah, no, for sure, sticks. for sure. Yeah, Mr. Case. Yeah, I take the book, and I'm like, I'm probably going to use this as scratch paper. I'm sorry, Darren. <laughs> Annabelle, what about you? Annabelle is going to continue to work at the preschool, but she has offered to consult with Multi if they ever need her abilities. Because they are very unique abilities. Yes. She doesn't want to work for them. She likes what she does. But if they need her, they can call her. And I think they do some. I also think... A couple of months after this, you are approached by someone, someone who is 
passing through town, but you quickly realize there's something about them that feels weirdly familiar. And there's a moment when you're talking alone, their eyes flicker to this unnatural shade of green, you realize you've met their people before. Even though aliens never made official contact in this world, there were still some who came to help. I don't know if you ever find another Tanataran, but you do find others who, like you, decided they wanted to help this weird little planet. Darren, I know part of yours is you start working at the lab as a security guard. Mm-hmm. Do you try and move up from there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Try to move up within the lab, try to figure out what the hell was going on there, and trying to, like, like everyone else, like, keeping an eye on Multi. If something else, like Scooby-Doo, like, there's something weird in this house. He'll definitely. <laughs> hey, what's up? Let's go check it out. I feel like Roz breaks all the NDAs. Oh, yeah. With Darren. Oh, no. And I definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joshua's not surprised by this at all. Mm. Like, you know, he don't work at the Waffle House anymore, but once in a while they still go get waffled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Roz breaks all the NDAs at Multi with him. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure she's not missing anything. Yeah. Darren, with you, I think. You have a lot of, like, every once in a while you'll find someone who slipped an application to, like, an internship program. Mm -hmm. Ways for you to continue your education, maybe beyond being a guard, to, like, different areas of science. Yeah. I don't think you ever find out who, but through that, you're able to possibly pursue a pretty nice career. Right on. Hell yeah. We definitely try to stay in touch with these, these four people as much as you could. Yeah. Coffees and Waffle House trips and all that, all that shit. Y'all thought a thing that wanted to eat a reality, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to not bond through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely always pictured you'd all stay in touch and sometimes hang out, and if any other weird sh- stuff happens, there's gonna be other adventures. Oak Ridge uh, is a weird town. We're like the weird magic Scooby gang. Yeah. <laughs> With a discount mystery machine. machine. And we have a weird magical pet thing that doesn't do what a normal pet should do. Yeah, yeah sometimes Real Kitty just kind and of disappears. And you have Real Kitty. Yeah. I was going to make a Real joke, Kitty. but I was yeah. not questioning. I was not, I was going to make a joke. It was me. And, uh, <laughs> but I was not fast enough on the draw. <laughs> Ross is short enough to be a weird pet that doesn't do I what they're it. supposed to. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> The bit oh, was and finally, oh, what about you? Imagine you've got a couple of years left. All right. So, oh, a couple of years left? All right. Well, hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, she did lay on hands with you. I think I. Yeah, I got a 12. I'm. <laughs> Begrudgingly. I got you. I got you. So, all right. I think this is what happens. I think that Hawk just lets the hot tools go. That is not a scam that he's interested in perpetuating. So he's decided that if whatever time he's got left, he doesn't want to spend it in prison. So he moves himself out to his cabin and he's got enough, enough money and a little social security check coming in that he sells the shop to uh, an out-of-towner who comes in the middle of the summer one, one one year. And after that, he he moves out to his place, his cabin in the woods. And he spends a lot of time out there on that pond on the site fishing because 
he wonders if there is something more. And he wonders if there's something bigger than him. And he wonders if there's another place, and if there's another place, maybe, maybe he could have even more time left. And so every time he goes out to fish, there's a couple times a week, and sometimes he brings Darren with him. But when he does, sometimes, sometimes when he's done fishing, he'll walk over to the clearing by himself. And if you were close enough to hear, you could hear him say, come in. And so ends season one of Tempest Multi, and what an ending that was. Honestly, I didn't see a lot of that coming, and I was the one running the game. This was supposed to be a small project, but I have a feeling it is going to grow even more in the future because I have more plans in the works to continue this tale. Perhaps not in this Oak Ridge, but I have no doubt we will be returning here. Thanks again to Doug Hawley of Good Bad Request for helping me come up with and develop this idea and then letting me run with it. It has been an absolute pleasure working with you, Doug. Thank you to Nikki Yeager of Beholder to No One for assisting with the editing in the beginning. I could not have done that without you. Also, thank you so much to all of the lovely people who joined me at the table, and an even bigger thanks to all of the people who've been listening to this journey. I cannot tell you how much your support means to me, and I look forward to seeing what you think of what comes next in Tempest Multi. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Brianna Jean is the keeper and producer with editing help from Nikki of Beholder to No One. I'm Casey playing Annabelle Joyce, and you can find me on the Aboard the Opal Star podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is David Tilstra, but today I'll be playing Darren Calloway. I am the dungeon master over at From Afar Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at From Afar Podcast. You can find myself at David Tilstra on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Hey, this is Doug. I play Hawk Bailey. You can find me on Twitter at DougGBQ or on the podcast Good Better Quest. I'm Ian. I will be playing Bartolomeo, the spellcaster, and you can find me on the Ballad of the Seven Dice Twitch channel playing Weary in the Rise of Nyarlatha type campaign. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I'm playing Rosalind Stollard, a.k.a. Roz. You can find me on Twitter at Nicola the Druid, or on Twitch as Druidcraft Productions, where I host Tiny Hut, a weekly show focused on education, advocacy, and charity. Stay safe out there, dear friends, and always remember things are not as they seem.